0: This is best song ever. I'm Luke LeBen. We did it. Kev, my we did dear it. friend Kevin Connor, is right here with me and we did it. Hello.
1: Un-
0: we did we it. We did it, Kev. We did it. 21. It's done. 2021. Done and done. Good riddance. Good riddance. But we had a good time. And I actually, I've got some metrics here, Kev, because this is our best of 2021 show. It's our last official episode of the year, so I thought it would be good to look back. I'm actually wondering if you have a guess as to how many episodes we did in 2021, including this one.
1: Ooh! All right. There's 52 weeks There's in a 52 year. 52 weeks in a year. There are two weeks left. I'm gonna. We're say are counting
0: Minisodes.
1: 49.
0: You're very close. Uh, So this is 47. Ah. And um, so we did 46. So we took a few weeks off in January. But that was when you first came on as co-host and we did the best of 2020 episodes. And uh, so we've done, we only missed a few weeks. It was pretty good. We were pretty much every week with an episode. Um, Yeah wonder do you have a guess how many songs we played in total i mean you could really work out the math but i'm gonna just gut just, check it in like yeah all just right. gut it um, trust your butt um,
1: uh 75
0: I, i'm glad i'm over 105 Whoa. not counting yeah that's not counting our best of 2020 but we did 10 in that episode so it'd be 115 counting our best of 2020 so that's a lot of songs. We brought them to you. We did. Um, We invented a bunch of new games and segments this year with your Weezer game, What's Red and Blue and Green and White all over. And Black. <laughs> oh, did I forget that one? Yeah, um, but most Kiss people Session. forgot the
1: Black Album too, so that's
0: okay. Right, right. Um, I forget your Fallout Boy game. What was that one too? Uh, we did that b-
1: one. Oh, Fallout Boy or Fake Out Boy. <laughs> that was it
0: we also did pitch sesh that's when we pitched like gritty disney origin stories we did oscar mashup uh i concocted animation or rap sensation and animation or rock sensation true and came up with the sample sleuth i became the sample sleuth and you became the banger bitch
1: i live it to uh, this day
0: We found ourselves this year, truly, our true identities. Yeah. Um, Maybe 2021 wasn't so bad. I got more for you. We said goodbye to Daft Punk. We looked at the rise and reign of Lord. We (sighs) got steamy during Hot Horn Summer. Yes. And then we cooled it down and got creepy with the (laughs) EPs in fall. Ooh. Uh, We started the Best Song Ever Discord channel. We just started a TikTok this past weekend. Yeah. Go check us out on TikTok. Best song ever podcast. Uh, and we welcomed our friends, Big Dad Energy, to the network uh, with our infamous crossover episode. And uh, most importantly, we got to listen to music with our friends. And that's the best thing you could ask for. So thanks, Kev, for a great 2021. Thanks, I'm hugging Luke. you through, yeah, through we're the screen.
1: Digitally hugging
0: oh so what a year and since this is our best of 2021 episode we're going to count down our top 10 albums of the year and we're going to listen to a few songs some of the finest music that 2021 had to offer and our top 10 lists are up on uh off shelf too so you can play along at home go get those up (laughs) <laughs> two windows next to each other yeah. and you can scroll along but Kev you're going to start us off with your number 10 what do you got
1: well uh this was an artist that we played on our last full episode it was recent. a recent yeah it was a really late hit I said that I really needed someone to come and mess up my list I had nine solid entries and Who I kept it? redoing it and I kept ending up with nine and the album that has now stuck with me this last month has been Parallel Timeline by Slow Thrust. Yes. It, I
0: remember that was a very cool one when you played it for I me. I
1: played Once More for the Ocean, which was just a great yep. rock song. And the more time I've spent with this album, it's a good, rocking like piece of music. the uh, The first track, I believe Cranium, is like one of my favorite intros ever it's it's just it kicks it off so strongly and what i like what this album does is that it it starts with two really really good like rocky songs and then it takes kind of a slower approach where it's a little more ballady and like contemplative and it just really it's what i want out of a rock album in 2021 and it's a genre that's really hard to produce music in. i feel like um You know, a lot of the bands that I just, like, loved as a kid that were rock bands, like, they're not really on the top of their game anymore. And, uh, it's really nice to be surprised. No, yeah, yeah, it's reasonable. It's like, newer work does not invalidate older work. Like, that stuff still rules. Um, hey,
0: you, you rockhead you. Uh, I was just watching this documentary, uh, Count Me In, on Netflix, with a bunch of, like, rock drummers, uh, like, dude from Foo Fighters and, mm -hmm. uh the woman from santana and uh dude from red hot chili peppers and i'm forgetting all their names but uh but i've been uh you know rediscovering i think the power of just like cranking up a good old electric guitar yeah slamming on some drums and just rocking out
1: yeah i think uh parallel timeline is an excellent way to do that for sure And your number 10 was your latest
0: edition, so was mine, and I also played this on our last full episode, and it's Bruiser Wolf, Detroit's own. Yes. Bruiser Wolf. Uh, I know you were quite impressed by uh, the song I played, and did you since go listen to the album at all? This album rules. Yeah. It's so good. And uh, I actually didn't even talk that much about Rafi, who is the producer who did a lot of the production for these Bruiser Brigade uh, records that came out this year. There was a lot of good ones, a lot of the artists who are featured on here. And he he brings some different uh, production to each of them and really captures the artist and really does a good job of capturing Bruiser's, like, lightness and airiness with his high-pitched voice. But um, also, like I was talking about, the emotion and just the, like, beautiful storytelling – that's in there. And the production is like the perfect backdrop. And, uh, it ends with, uh, the beautiful song mama was a dope fiend, which, uh, I think it's, I mean, it's really important perspective and really beautiful lyrics and just him sharing his difficult family history, but also like in the video where he was, uh, interviewed that I talked about, he discussed like how much he loves her, and like that's how he talks about and captures that complicated relationship when someone deals with substance issues. When you love them, even though it's hard, and uh, so he just brings some, such a great perspective to hip hop, and I'm so excited to have all this great music coming right out of our home state here. And so I'm super excited to see what Bruiser Brigade Records will bring us in the future. And this is just the first of many great albums.
1: And Luke, you're speaking about a hip-hop artist that you're waiting to just like do more and more. And my number nine is a hip-hop artist that has done more and more. And that is is Duckworth with SG-8 asterisk. I assume the asterisk is pronounced? Maybe not. I don't know. Quack 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 quack. Uh, Duckworth <laughs> rules. He was in my top twenty last year, and I uh, I always say I reserve the right to blow up my top ten list because if I had to redo it right now, half of it would shift around. Like I just I discover more music, I like stuff more. Like the longer I spend with it, and Duckworth super good from last year should have been in my top ten, and I I spoke about this one off shelf. Uh, I'm not gonna make that mistake twice. So SG8 makes the cut. It's a much shorter project, like I think it's half the length of Super Good, but I think that focus really helps with just like some insanely good, like danceable hip hop. Uh, I just Hell from yeah. from track one, the line "Was your pandemic poppin?" just like absolutely <laughs> sets up the mood. Luke, I know. That baby Keem is coming up on your list, and he's had yep. such a big year. I want to see Duckworth have that year. I think he's got the chops. Um, I, yeah, I it, want to he see does. more. Like, I want to see him like hit it big and put out more stuff, and like become a larger artist because he's just continuously putting out good music. Yeah,
0: I re-listened to that when I saw you re-listening to it. I checked it out. And was like, oh, I should have listened to this way earlier. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Lots of big funky bass and some super catchy songs. So yeah, it's just I enjoyed it.
1: It's an insanely re-listenable album, and sometimes that's enough for it to make my list of just like I like listening to this. It's it's really yeah. fun for sure.
0: Well, my number nine is the first artist that we're gonna hear a song from, and I'm very excited because. This is an album that came out earlier in the year. It was a new artist I'd never heard of that I became obsessed with, and it stayed strong throughout the year. Uh, This is Katie Kirby with the album Cool Dry Place, an amazing debut album from a great singer-songwriter. It's got some good old guitar rock mixed with some folky singer-songwritery, mixed with some orchestrated art pop, and it just makes for an amazing sound, and just so many great songs on here. And they always surprise me, and sometimes start unassumingly small, and then grow. And you're going to hear the heightening on this song is definitely like that, and goes to some unexpected places, and then hits a perfect finish. Uh, So we're going to listen to this song, Traffic. We talked on our Spotify Wrapped episode about uh, how you'll start the album with a certain song, and it'll just play from there. And this was definitely that song for me. And uh, all the songs that I'm I'm playing today were in my Spotify Wrapped playlist, and this one was definitely high up. And this is the song Traffic with an exclamation point. Traffic! And yeah, yeah. And uh, it's got some very interesting lyrics, some great guitar work, uh, some cool, like, vocal harmonies, and uh, some cool, like, orchestration as well. And we'll talk about the lyrics a little bit when we come back, because I want to talk about some interesting things there. But let's take a listen to my number nine, Katie Kirby, with Traffic.
2: I followed you in the traffic I never thought about asking going to do when we got where we wanted to get to i'm slipping into an accent it's almost more than a habit what are we gonna do when i can't talk can't talk straight at you i remember everything you said all about how it is just the way that it is but i think of what you really meant to say is baby i don't know if i can Stop this, oh I can't stop this Light times, that's right Red, white, black, and blue Nobody has it And now that I've had it It's just a sweet little side Say I've heard it before But it's nothing much compared to yours it's So fundamentally toxic You know what you're falling There's so much we can Stop this High five That's right
1: I got to give that a hot diggity dog. You know, I, I, I didn't bring any songs this week. I, I'm i still waiting for Doja Cat to get back to me any any minute now. Um, they'll they'll um, respond to my very, very small podcast email.
0: Hey, you're, you're just like uh, Lil Dicky was in that episode of Dave, waiting for Doja Cat to get back to you. Exactly. But he totally blew it because he, he fumbled freaked it. out and was like, why
1: aren't you getting back to me?
0: So just relax. She'll get back just to you. Just chill. Yeah. She just had maybe a, in big, 2023 thing. We'll had a big thing. She's had a big thing in I Rolling think.
1: Stone come out today. So like she's probably busy. She'll oh, she'll hit me busy. up eventually. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Event maybe by 2030 we'll play her on yeah. the show.
1: Uh but Katie Kirby, that song is such a good example of that album because it starts yeah. so small and like kind of staccato. And by the end it's just yeah. this like symphonic, amazing, like folky piece of music. And uh it's just it's a really great album, and, like, I'm not surprised it's here for you. It's very much your shit. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it, you know, always hits home when it's, like, someone who came from a religious background, and that's a lot. Like, I'm still even, like, kind of discovering the uh, meanings that tied to that. Like, this song, I Followed You Into Traffic, I Never Thought About Asking, just makes me, brings to mind, like, the religious just... Following blindly and not questioning things. Yeah. And um, I always just, like, read, I love the the chorus, the nobody has it better than you. And then there's that, like, bridge with those beautiful harmonies. And it's, like, it's so easy for you to say with your future or standing there with your future all aligned. And it made me think of, like, you know, like, white privilege. And it's, like, it's easy for you to judge me when you're standing there with... Uh, advantages that I didn't have. Yeah. Uh, but I think it also, I definitely picked up a lot of like that sort of leaving their religious and having this person who's still tied to that and still has a future in that because I definitely have gone through that. And it's, it's strange uh, to sort of sever that tie to the religion you grew up in. Uh, so she captures that beautifully and there's just so many great, uh, it was tough to choose a song, but this one I think is my favorite. Uh, so many great songs on here, and one of the the most uh, amazing new artists that I discovered this
1: year for sure. Yeah, Luke, my number eight. I'll make the claim is the coziest album that we're featuring today. Ooh, and that is Home Shake with Under the Weather. It sounds cozy. It, it home. It, it, it is just the perfect blend. <laughs> Of melodic and ambient and just like this is my favorite album of the fall. It as like nice. the temperatures got a little cooler, Home Shake was there for me. And I just uh it's got like just really good, like that lo fi kind of production and the gentle vocals. And I just again this is an album that I continued to play over and over again. Nice. I love Home
0: Shake style. I think I think I played them back in the day. Uh but really like that sort of vibey yeah. cozy style you know me i'm i'm all about the vibes you you certainly are and you certainly brought them this year
1: are you also the vibe vixen <laughs> <gasps> Ooh, 2022 Maybe maybe <laughs> maybe that's it is that we should we got to come up with who i am each year
0: oh yeah that's good yeah um i will always be the sample sleuth and the discography detective so
1: yeah maybe we just come up with a new nickname for that the (laughs) yeah the album investigator that's not alliteration (laughs) but it kind of works
0: it's not bad we'll work on it we got time yeah all right well my number eight uh this was one that was all of these were like number one at one point but this one really grabbed me uh it was for those i love which is the name of the artist, the album. It's the project of producer, uh, David Balfi, a Dublin producer and musician. And, uh, he was mourning his friend when he wrote all these songs and wrote 76 songs and eventually whittled it down to these nine. And, uh, it's beautiful and surprisingly catchy and interesting to listen to and still enjoyable even though it is dealing with such heavy topics. And uh, as I wrote about in my offshelf top 10 that it took on another meeting when I lost a close friend uh, earlier this year. And one of my favorite things I wrote was in this off-shelf when I said, I'm going to read it. Uh, it served what I consider to be music's most sacred function to make the listener feel like they aren't alone in what they're going through. And that's like... You know, music has a lot of different functions, but I feel like that's why I love music so much. That's why I started this podcast, why I have to play music and play my instruments every day. Like it's because that's what it's done for me throughout my life and that's the gift I want to pass on. So that this album definitely did that for me this year.
1: Yeah, it's a really powerful project. I mean it's it's yeah. It's not something that you necessarily put on constantly, but like you, you might appreciate your time with it more. Yeah. Like each time you listen to it,
0: it came on strong, and I listened a lot, just like walking around my neighborhood. And uh, yeah, it it definitely was like a, a addiction for a minute, and then like I don't, I didn't go back to it so much, but it always like stuck with me, and I'm like that has to be high on my
1: list yeah well my number seven is uh as country e as i'm gonna get and i it's the answer is a uh, barely country but yeah. that is casey musgraves with Starcrossed.
0: oh this is a great album this album
1: rules um and it's like so good it's a bummer right like it is it is the tale of falling out of love and like about her in real life divorce, but the emotion that she brings to this album is so genuine and like just well-written and strong that it is hard to not appreciate like the soul that this album has that she's like put into it. I uh, was
0: always like a moderate fan. I feel like everybody was like, Full-on, like, Casey Musgraves is the best. But this one, really, I was like, oh, wow, this is, like, really well written. These songs are super great. Breadwinner, such a jam. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, uh, yeah, so I feel like I was definitely like, okay, wow, I've definitely not been giving her as much attention as I should be.
1: Yeah, well, I think Golden Hour was kind of her mainstream... Yeah. Rise. And that one was very good. And yeah, it was very good. I think this is definitely a follow-up that improves in almost every aspect. And that's kind of rare for an artist to do that, like, on on a very, like, on a largely anticipated project. And she just knocked out of the water.
0: Yeah. Um, So my number seven is... That Slithery Serpent himself, Serpent with Feet with a Deacon. And I have so many like great musical memories with Serpent with Feet's uh, music this year because, uh, well, I played Fellowship earlier in the year, Thankful mm-hmm. for the Love I Share with My Friends, that great song. Uh, still one of my top jams. Uh, and then it, the album came out. I remember the day we were leaving... Uh, to go to Traverse City for my wife's birthday weekend. And I remember us listening to uh, Same Size Shoe a lot, which is a very sweet song. Yeah. And uh, so that album was part of the soundtrack of that weekend. Then uh, when we went to our friend's bachelor party this fall, I was re-listening to the Blisters EP because when Baby Keem's Melodic Blue, which we'll get into it, came out and it sampled Redemption. And I just revisited that first EP and just unbelievable, uh, both, both of these albums I'm talking about, but, uh, Deacon, you'll hear it just his voice is incredible and just doing some really interesting things with R&B and just a beautiful writer. And, uh, the videos for this album are really sweet with him and his, uh, partner and just celebrating blackmail love and, uh, just, a joyous and at sometimes haunting and dark, uh, yet ultimately just beautiful, uh, and celebratory album from serpent with feet.
1: This year was a lot of jangly rock pop. You know, like I feel like it was a big genre that released early in the year. And I knew that one of those albums would make it on to my list. It's just like, I like to kind of include a little bit of everything, so it really just sums up my listening. And this one just came out of left field. I heard it on a whim, and it immediately usurped every other jangly rock album I liked this year. And that is Spud Cannon with Good Kids Make Bad Apples. I played them on the pod. I recorded it in a squash court. That's okay. It was that one. Yeah. Yes. But this album. Like beyond like I don't even want to call it a gimmick because I do actually think it adds a lot to the recording. But this album yeah. is so good.
0: It's Yeah, you never know. Except it does have that great squashy attitude. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but it's just like it's one of those albums that is just straight to the point. Like it's nine songs, 25 minutes. There is like not a single element that's not like in a perfect place it's just a i don't know there's something to be said for just like a perfectly yeah. short rocky good album and just going for it yeah and like the single that i played off of uh the for the lead track juno i really liked and then i dived in more and there's so many good songs you got it all not which is just a great title um <laughs> that's been one of my favorite songs of the year because it's just it it's gets you so hyped, and I'm just very excited to to kind of be on the ground floor of like a, a you know band that's I just want on success for yeah I'm on the rise yeah. like I'm rooting for him. I want to see more spud cannon.
0: Hell yeah! No, that's always a great feeling when you get in on the ground floor, and you're a fan from the beginning. Yeah. All right. Well, on to my number six. Uh, amazing Houston rapper Max o Cream uh, gets the number six spot with weight of the world. Uh, this was my October album for sure. Uh, knocked my Keem listening out uh, and was like, we're listening to this now and, uh, just love it so much. He is one of the great hip hop storytellers of our time. Uh, and he does a lot of really creative stuff. Uh, on this album because you know you know what to expect you know the style he's coming in with uh not only is the production amazing but he uh he gives his trap anecdotes as you'd expect but also like mourns the loss of his brother which is really sad and he actually on the song trips tells like the story of that in a just he's such a great storyteller you feel like you're seeing it all play out and uh just that grief is definitely a through line, but then he's examines like money uh, and trauma on Mama's purse, which is a great song and just so many so so many great interesting songs and just super catchy beats that stuck with me as well. and he just is perfect on all these beats. So cream definitely one of my yeah. favorite rappers now.
1: You got me into him with his last album, uh, 2019's yeah. Branded Banks, and it was a really good hip hop album. I enjoyed it; it was solid. This elevates to the next level. Like this is, this is For him sure. definitely taking a step towards like making a fantastic hip hop album. Yeah. And I've been listening to it a lot lately. I've been on a, I've been like listening to all of your favorites. I've got Max Green yeah. and Baby Keem, uh, kind of back to back on oh, yeah. my listening now. The Law Firm and, of Keem and Green. Yeah, it it's this is a this is a really really powerful really really strong project, and yeah. I'm glad it's on your list because it's probably like number eleven on mine. Right in there somewhere. Yeah. I am also bringing a strong hip hop project. Bring it for my number five. And you know what? I'm gonna say I'm cheating. All right, you caught me. Lock me up. Cheater, um, cheater,
0: eater of pumpkins.
1: Yeah, just gobbling them up. Because I definitely am conflating all three of these projects into one. And that is TK Maidza's Last Year Was Weird. Oh. I listened to number three, which came out this year a lot. But I also yeah. listened to my playlist that was all three of them put together. Mm-hmm. which is only an hour and 11 minutes. Like those are all short albums. And uh Volume 3, I think she elevated her her performances up to another level. The production I think is improved. It's just like this is kind of what I want out of a out of the kind of a hard bars hip hop album in 2021 is just yeah. It it's the production is strong it's fast it's powerful the verses are good but she also like does some melodic stuff like it's definitely not just a one-trick pony and i uh i just can't last year was weird you're right
0: yeah i'm like i feel like uh this the title had added relevance this year for sure she started this years ago being like there's gonna be a really weird year in the yeah, future it it's came out the first really one came out in that. 2018 yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. Uh love TK. Yeah. Uh, great she choice. Was. All right. Well, on to my number five. This old lump. This lumpy, frumpy, wonderful project. Uh this is lump with the album Animal. This is the duo of producer Mike Lindsay and Laura Marlene, who is an amazing singer-songwriter in her own right. And uh, they had their first album back in uh, 2017 or 18, I think it was, and showed that they were going to be a fun, cool project. But on this one, just same like we were talking about with Maxo, just reached a new height and just like perfectly did the thing that they set out to do. And it explores hedonism, almost like these scenes from this sort of tragic character's life who gives into sort of their darkest urges at all times and uh, sometimes sort of putting themselves in their, that character's shoes, but then at sometimes being the sort of omniscient narrator criticizing and judging their decisions. And uh, so we're going to hear the amazing opening track. And again, this was the one that I, I did it today where I was like, I'm going to listen to bloom at night cause I'm going to play it. It's the name of the song Bloom at Bloom at Night. And uh listen to the whole album. And it's an incredible album. And it's every song is different and weird in its own way. Some new weird scene in this tragic character's life. And we're gonna hear this uh first one which gives me like uh sort of like Squid Game fancy uh auction this rare flower this this talk of this rare bloom and like this person sort of seeking out that thrill of that rare thing that in almost the idea of it more than the thing itself. And in my mind, it's sort of when this character is set off on this tragic path, uh, that they go down. So it's haunting and cosmic and mysterious, but also super catchy with some cool synths and some horns, some great drumming and great vocals by Laura Marling. So Let's take a listen to Lump with Bloom at Night.
3: You'll regret your lust for light I suggest that you address your appetite For to be seen to cast your beam across the night You crawl across a crowded room To get your picture with Cool.
1: hot diggity dog that's great i uh yeah the the first track like goes into the second track and i made it about a minute in before i was like oh i i need to get back to the podcast
0: it was so like i was saying it's so hard not to just
1: listen to gamma ray and then
0: into animal and then into climb every wall i mean it's so good
1: luke i think you gotta uh set yourself up for failure here because what's going on (laughs) what you mean with my lighting situation Luke has gone from a well-lit room with just, like, your normal <laughs> run-of-the-mill lights to yeah. strobing through the rainbow on camera. He's yes. pink, and now he's red, and now he's yellow, and he's going to continue um, all the way around around the color wheel.
0: Also, Kev, I don't know if you saw my sweater, but it's cool because it's, like, a dinosaur with a meteor. Oh. Oh, no. Poor dinosaur it's okay he's still alive in the sweater so um she's perpetually
1: alive watching his (laughs) impending doom
0: Yes, and um, so, yeah, it's working well with the color changes. But, yeah, I had to vibe out to bloom at night. I mean, I was I like, you. I can't sit here with these bright overhead lights on, these fluorescent bulbs. I got to get the color changing on. It's perfect for that, like, arpeggiated synth, that do 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 Yeah. And I love how that just – that feels like a lump. It, like, grows and contracts and, like, gets louder and quieter. And then the orchestration at the end – I said horns. I think uh it's actually some woodwinds. I believe if I'm not wrong that's Laura Marlene playing the clarinet cuz she does contribute clarinet on this album. How could you and...
1: forget our woodwind winter?
0: <laughs> I I I apologize. I played a woodwind. It's the saxophone. So Yeah, same. This is the
1: flute and oboe.
0: It's an embarrassment on many levels. Flute's not a woodwind; doesn't have a weed, But sure, oboe is though. Or wait, no, I don't shit. think oboe's a woodwind either. Yeah, it's got a reed because it has. Oh, it does. Got a okay, double reed.
1: I don't know. Oh, man. really? I didn't. Yeah, play it. it's like a bassoon. <laughs> um, That's awesome. No, something th- about the mixed album just really is incredible because it's rare yeah. that the production stands out so well. While also the lyrics like come through very clearly. Right. But yeah, I, I'm sure. so much more about the vibe and the production than I am about the lyrics. But in this song, like, even though I've heard it a few times, like the lyrics stand out so strongly against such a cool, lush, like background. So, yeah, it's and uh, like we said, it's really incredible. whether you
0: yeah, whether you want the function of just a cool vibe or you want the function of really cool, deep lyrics. They got you covered. So, lump got it all,
1: well, Luke, for number four, it's brutal out here, yeah, oh, so I was hoping you'd react to, oh my god i
0: I don't remember what this is. am I supposed to oh, In, wait, I know it's Olivia Rodrigo,
1: yes, do you wanna yes. do that again?
0: <laughs> no, we can keep that okay,
1: um, Olivia Rodrigo emerged in uh 2021 i saw a TikTok because she was like on a disney show right like that's where she came from prior to to being an artist or prior to high school
0: musical the musical the series
1: i guess yeah i i don't know i missed i listen i missed out if if y'all were into it you should have told me but it was on there when disney plus came out that's why i know got it but driver's license which was really where she rocketed Mm -hmm. to prominence Came out in January. So that really bookends 2021, right? With with she had the whole year unlocked. Driver's license to start it, and now you know, reflecting upon sour at the end of the year. And this album is just really incredible. Did you see her tiny desk concert? No. It's really good. It's in a DMV, which is hilarious. What? Yeah, well, because she's got her driver's license. Oh right, right. See, the first time I heard
0: of her was when they did that sketch on the Bridgerton guy was on SNL and they did a sketch about driver's license. Yeah, well, this is really good.
1: Beyond just like the virality of her music, she's doing something cool. Like it was definitely a pop punk reemergence that got me into pop punk a lot this year. Uh, Still, I'm listening to that a lot. But I think. This is a really really good debut album of an artist who is clearly like set up for success. Um like I I mean I can't speak to every single person's like experience in the music industry, but she is she is popped off and most yeah. likely will continue to. And things are
0: looking like uh in her favor.
1: Yeah. But I I can't think of a stronger pop debut. like you know since like lord maybe i like i yeah she's just she came out and killed it unstoppable rules excited for more i i fell into the kendrick lamar trap here where i thought there was going to be a second secret album of love songs because this one is called sour and everyone's like sweets coming (laughs) just wait right right and (laughs) i mean i don't i don't think it is but whatever's coming next (laughs) i'm in sign me up oh yeah uh
0: you just said words like unstoppable and rules and kendrick lamar and all of those are also related to my number 4 uh because she's unstoppable she rules kendrick lamar also said she's one of the best rappers out here and she indeed is.
1: <laughs> you literally said all these related to Kendrick Lamar, and I was like, "Oh wow, Baby Keem's only four from nope, Luke." Nope, nope,
2: nope, nope. Uh, nope it's go Lil on. Sims, baby. Okay.
0: But Kendrick did say uh, that Lil Sims is one of like the best rappers around. So uh, I agree with him because uh, I loved Lil Sims back in 2019. She put out "Gray Area," which was an amazing album, and uh, phenomenal. Album. I was. I was like, how's she going to top this? And uh, somehow did it with sometimes I might be introvert. And this album is like so cinematic with these different interludes going on. And just, again, what I always look for is just a bunch of varied styles, an artist with a signature sound, but they take it to different styles uh, and keep it cohesive in some way. And so she did that for sure. I mean, you got point and kill is kind of like a dance Holly type beat. And then, uh, speed is kind of like fuzzed out guitar very quick. And like, then you have standing ovation, which is just like classic, like orchestra, just some hard bars from Lil Sims, uh, in the fear, no man where she's doing, uh, like sort of singing and doing funky bass on protect my energy just does, does it all. And, uh, So I think she is definitely one of my favorite rappers of all time now. And this album just uh, further solidified it.
1: So this album further solidified my feeling that Little Sims is an incredible artist. If you're going
0: to criticize it, I'm going to further solidify my foot up your ass.
1: (laughs) No, but... Gray Area was a project where it was a really, really strong hip hop project, and I wanted to hear like a bit of a matured sound from her. And this delivered that, hundred percent. Like she is obviously grown as a writer and a performer, and like that rules. For me, this album is a little draggy. How dare you? I just, I, I think Gray Area.
0: Speaking like a true extrovert.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. I know, but I think Gray Area, just in a density matter of like a uh, banger to length, did more for me than sometimes I might be introvert does. I see. Don't disagree that it's not incredible. I just almost um, want to see her take the, like the learnings and like her abilities from this album and put them to a more. I don't want to say cohesive but a more top to bottom solid album
0: um can i tell you one reason why you're wrong
1: yeah no i knew you were cool.
0: um because no so i don't know if you've looked at many of the year-end lists like they've been all over the place though dude yeah. because they're super weird like uh Pretty much there's, like, a consensus on, like, Japanese breakfast. Uh, I think Olivia Rodrigo's on a lot of them. There's certain ones where there's always, like, somewhat of a consensus, but it's, like, the top ones have all been different. Uh, Pitchfork had Jasmine Sullivan with Hotels, which was a great album, Mm -hmm. Uh, and then Stereo Gum. I forget which theirs was, but, like, they were just – none of them were ones I expected. I was like, wow, this is – and all different. Usually I feel like a lot of places will have the same number one, but – uh, the site we use to as a music source, albumoftheyear.org, dot org, uh, great site. They aggregated all the year end lists, and guess who was highest on the most lists? Number one, Lil Sim's favorite. I'm not surprised because yep.
1: I did see this album on a ton of lists, yeah. and I I and I'm not. I think it's a masterpiece. I I agree. I like I I am not slighting the artistry of this album. I am only saying that. After listening to Gray Area, this isn't necessarily it's what I expected. It's not what you were expecting. From, yes, yes. Yes. And I would love to hear what I expected the follow-up to be. Like, this yes. may be well, – this very well may be my expectations. And the thing about music is that people don't make music for other people to listen to. They make it for that's themselves. True. So, like, good for Little Sims for putting out this awesome album. I'm excited for what's next because I do want to hear more. And I'm sure whatever she puts out next will rule. I'm just yeah. saying why for me, like this album didn't make my list.
0: Fair, fair. Um, What did make your list? What's your number three?
1: Um, talk about consistency because these guys have been putting out bangers for three albums in a row. And that is jungle, oh yeah, with love and stereo. Yep, amazing album.
0: Romeo featuring Boss, that was like my summer jam. Uh, I love that song.
1: I think you could pick ten songs on this album and drop them as a single, and they would succeed like in some way. There's, it's top to bottom bangers. This is this is the album that I wanted uh, as a follow up. Yeah. I just, they're putting out really, really good music, album after album. They grow, like, that electro style, like, has developed. This one is very choral. Like, there's, like, just a lot of, like, background vocals that are huge and, like, in a church, it sounds like. yeah And I just, like, I, I'm starting to see them pop up in, like, very large mainstream ways. Like, they have For songs sure. in video games and commercials yeah. and stuff. And I that makes a lot of sense because I think it's... They are inoffensive songs, right? Like, like it is palatable to the large amount of Absolutely, people. Absolutely, yeah. But there's a and ton of artistry catchy. in there. Yeah, yeah, there is, there is for sure. So I, uh, I really, really like this album. It's one of my probably most listened to albums of the back half of this year. Because it's just it's- so, it's it's just like you can listen to it again and again and again it doesn't get old
0: yeah this one definitely is like you were saying it's probably like in my top 20 or 30 cuz it was really super great yeah like sampling and instrumentation just super good um well my number 3 is the album i talked about a lot this year it ruled my spotify wrapped It is, of course, Mega Bear by Mirax, the innovative concept of 52 mini songs that can be played in any order, and they always sync up, uh, meaning the party's never over, which is like a repeated lyric uh, throughout the album, and Miles said in the uh, interview that I did with them that that's sort of like a conceptual thing about the album is that the party's never over. You can... Join at any point, you can leave at any point, and it just keeps going, you know, and it's a different experience every time. And so I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and talk about how these songs are so interchangeable and sync up so well, and I've done it. I've, I've gotten five songs from Mega Bear, and as a special little treat, I've uh, made my own creation, and I call it The Party's Never Over, aka selections from Mega Bear. And uh, so what I've done is assembled five songs so, into a three and a half minute mini
1: song. Basically. Luke, where are these songs on Mega Bear? Like what, are, what track numbers are they?
0: Okay. Which, by the way, um, this is like some behind the scenes like gossip here. I got when I was sent the files of this album, they were in a different order. Then they appear on Spotify. No order I've ever seen. And so I feel like it's like a secret order that I was like given the key to. Let's go. So I will tell you right now. Okay. So the first song that I start with is Neon. So that is track 51 on the album. Second to last song. And that's my starter. Um. Then I go into Lapis Lazuli, which is like one of the longer songs. I'd say the best, like standalone song, and that's what introduces the party's never over. Um, that is track twenty on the album. Then I play Reclaimed from the Water, which is um, track number fourteen, and then I do the party eating its own tail, which is track forty-nine. And then I play Krypton, which is track 22. So basically all over the place. Uh, These are just some of my favorite ones and ones that I thought would fit together. I bookend it with the instrumental, which uh, Neon and Krypton are like repeated themes. So it's like the same piano part, which is a really beautiful piano part that I learned on my piano when I've been playing. And it's sort of like a common theme throughout the album. And then the party never the three songs in the middle are basically the whole party's never over ones with the lyrics so let's take a listen to my creation the party's never over selections from mega bear by me rex What do you think of my
1: creation, Kev? I gotta give that a hot diggity dog to you and yeah, to baby. me, Rex. I, yes, Luke, it's really their creation. You know what, though? I I have to disagree with you. This is your number one album. I I understand where you're coming I from know, on the other on the other ones because I know it's coming and they're not surprises. But, like, if I had to sum up Luke LeBan in 2021, Merex is absolutely number one. You,
0: It totally is. I, it is. So, that it's is... It's so thats 3 and it's one. But, yeah. That is that is my only... You're probably right. That is
1: only my, my only critique. I thought that was a beautiful... That's fair. That is fair. Uh, combination of those tracks. I love that album. It's amazing. I... Yeah. I mean... And,
0: like I said... All of my top 10, especially my top three, were all my number ones, and I shuffled them around and I just picked this order, but they're, they're all my favorite albums of the year, and Mega Bear 100% yeah. was my the one I spent the most time listening to, and it does hold a special place in my heart. So it's basically my number one. It's my three, but it's also my one. Could you spot all the uh, times that the song switched, or did it just sound like one song to you?
1: You know what I did? And I maybe I was cheating. I turned those songs on spotify and muted it all the way so i could and s- played a lot yeah because i want i was curious yeah. and i think i would have right. been able to kind of catch them because they are yeah you could they are like noticeable like the changes
0: in the song but it's yeah.
1: great I you know what listen luke i might i might say something crazy i might have switched uh lapis lazuli and reclaimed from the water
0: oh really yeah make it more of like a, um, a
1: low like a, a softer bridge i might have done it
0: see i built up and then go to the krypton in the end but uh like the woo is on reclaimed from the water where they go woo uh, and then it's like the right after that the party's never over that part is uh the party in its own tail and i just uh when i was listening to this I was getting my I was getting amped up listening to it because I fucking love this album, and I walked back down in my office because I went up to get some water, and I was just like a mad conductor, just like do
1: do do with a Krypton in the end when that comes in, yeah, and I was
0: like yes, I love it so much, such a beautiful album. Yeah,
1: I think it's an incredible project. I think that is a. I mean, obviously a project that can only exist in this way in, like, the modern era with digital streaming platforms being what they are. Yeah. And I think Mirex should be commended for putting out such a unique and incredible project. And, like, the world needs to hear Mega Bear. The world needs to hear Mega Bear, and they also need to tear Mega Mega Bear apart and remake it in their own image because it's fucking awesome. What the world needs now
0: is Mega Bears, sweet Mega Bears.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> Should I go on to my number Do two? Do your number two. Okay, well, you know this is going to make sense, Kevin. Yeah. It's Baby Keen. Yeah. You knew it was coming. Hell yeah.
1: You knew it was coming. I, um, it's some rule. Like, I'm going to talk because I, because, yeah. It's, I mean... I've been listening to more and and more Baby Keem. Uh, Like I said, I was kind of like... I do like Max Cream, Baby Keem. Law Offices Keem and Cream. And there are obviously songs on this album that have blown up this year. Family Ties, Range Brothers, like obviously. Mm. But a lot of the tracks um, in between and around those songs are incredible. Scars has been one that's like... I've been listening to over and over again. It's such a personal, like painful song to, to the yeah. baby keeps performing. And I just, I am continuously blown away. Like I like this album more and more every time I listen to it. So yeah. I'm terrified that I, by omitting it from my top 10, I have fucked up because yeah. It, well, we all fuck up yeah. on our lists as you just called me on. <laughs> yeah. So, I I probably could say that this is number eleven. Like I said, something else was number eleven earlier. It's it's an incredible project. It's something I would listen to time and time again throughout the years. And like, I give me more Baby Keem. Where's that? Where's that sophomore album?
0: Right. I know. And uh, he's got it all planned out. Uh, he's got his like next few projects ready to go. So we're gonna get some new stuff from him. But this album is so great, and like, he can just do it all. He did, like, 16, the last song. It's just, like, a like emotional pop song, kind of. And then, like, you talked about Scars and also Issues I love, which are, like, really emotional ballads. I love Gorgeous. That's another yeah. one, like, another sleeper favorite that I was, like, not sure about at first, but then, like, came to love. So many good ones. And then he's got, like, upbeat party tracks, too. And so I think he, like, I I love the varied style. I think it's a like stylistically it makes the album really enjoyable because you don't know what's going to come next. But also it's like a way for artists to stay competitive. It's like to do everything because we're, we're in the age where it's like, it's all sort of been done. All you're going to do is just like mix different styles and stumble upon something new that way. And so he's definitely doing it. Uh, I, again, will read a line from my off shelf. I said, he can do trap like Uzi bars, like Kendrick snotty rap, like chance. Melodies in production like Kanye. And uh, I'm going to talk about it in my touts in a minute, but I've been listening to a lot of Juice World and uh, like how he influenced the emo into Trap, same as Uzi did. And I think Keem was definitely very influenced by that. And that's what I like, that he's bringing in the old school, he's bringing in the new style, and then he's just doing his own thing in the mix there too. And it's, so it creates just this insane mix of great, music so many good styles going on so that's keem baby keem with the melodic
1: blue there you go my number two melodic blue now luke last year we had mutual number twos and i thought we might <laughs> we again. Sure i did. thought we might again this year but you went i thought we weren't gonna tell anybody <laughs> <that>. <laughs> you went and bucked the trend and shows your number my number two is your number one so i figured yes. let's let's flip this around so we could talk about it all at once and that is of course Japanese breakfast with jubilee Yes. i I'm sitting here almost regretful that it's not my number one, but i I'm gonna stick to my guns because I was surprised I thought we would have mutual number yeah ones. i I don't know i'm gonna I'm gonna stick to it, but just know that i'm I'm conflicted it's so hard um yeah list making snow joke, yeah, this album. I don't even know what else to say about it. We've talked about it for most of the year. I proclaimed it the sound of the summer, which eventually turned yeah. into hot horn summer. And I mean, this is this, you, you were right. Like this seems to be kind of the consensus. Uh, yeah. Pick on albums of the year is, is Japanese huge breakfast. year for,
0: for Japanese breakfast. Also uh, here's the two reasons that I upgraded it to number one one is because i had a resurgence because i listened to it a lot this summer but then in the fall it had a little comeback and so that's when i moved it up and kept listening to it and like all the sleeper favorites that i didn't love the first time or didn't realize were so amazing like in hell and uh what's the other one uh tactics uh amazing songs and uh so it had that resurgence, but also I did give Japanese breakfast points. I wasn't going to put two Japanese breakfast albums in my top 10. So she did get Sable soundtrack points for this too, because Mm. that album was amazing too. Um, And so I, both of those I did spend a good amount of time with separately. Um, But Jubilee is just perfect because Again, it's just 10 songs, 10 amazing songs. Uh, doesn't overstay its welcome. She brought in synths, she brought in horns, she brought in all this new stuff, and uh, but still kept like her signature sound and just made it into more jubilant affair. And uh, I just think she really nailed it on this one, so that's
1: why I uh slid it up to number I'm one. I'm genuinely baffled as to where she goes next. Um, because soft sounds from other planet was like such an incredible album yeah and this is obviously such an evolution of her sound and like i guess the reason i don't know where she's going is because i'm not japanese breakfast i'm clearly less talented uh and i'm sure she's got a plan but i this album i i think i speak a lot about the format of an album i think that's an important aspect of it like it is. Not always as important as the music, but I think it, it's something for discussion when you're talking about the best albums and really how they, mm-hmm. they format themselves. And I talked about this in my off-shelf article that pick any three-song run in this album, and it is perfectly structured. Flawless. Uh, my favorite is B-Sweet, Kokomo, Indiana, and Slide Tackle. Slide Tackle. Yeah. Yes. But you get like – I mean –
0: But also Paprika B Sweet and Kokomo. Kokomo slide tackle posing
1: in bondage. Like you cannot miss with any run in this album. Savage
0: Good Boy in Hell and Tactics.
1: Yes. It is utterly incredible that an album is this good, top to bottom, like just packed with musical goodness. And I mean that's why it was like this one. Probably every time I made my top ten, this was dragged in first yeah well you got the last one yeah what was your number one well we we talked about this when we were predicting spotify wrapped and i was surprised oh yeah. this artist did not appear i uh really dug into her discography and this album and that is doja cat with planet her Meow 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 meow, dude! I like it's just it's nutty that
0: you started with a quack quack and you ended with a meow meow.
1: Like I I was looking it up because I was really curious. I like to look at how many streams the artists get because it it baffles me sometimes. Like Japanese breakfast gets one point five million a month. How beautiful? No, that's that's like nothing. <laughs> Like, she's. Oh, no, that's good. No, like, listen, I wish a hundred or a million <laughs> right. and a half people listened to me every but month.
0: Ed Sheeran gets like 12 billion. <laughs>
1: yeah, Doja Cat is the sixth most streamed on Spotify. Ninth, now. Yeah. She was six at one point. And she's 57 million a month. She's a superstar. That's, but, like, Japanese breakfast, I feel like, is in the conversation about music constantly. Like, yeah. all I heard this year was Japanese breakfast.
0: And to, No, I love doing that, like, looking, comparing artists and see, like, what is an artist at this level? Yeah, This is how much they're getting on here.
1: But I am. Um, and for a very long time, and I feel like this is a common trap that a lot of music fans fall into. Those top artists get ignored. Like, top 40. Oftentimes, it's just yeah. like, nah, I don't care. And it, I, I've i really struggled with like trying to expose myself to that music because some of it is not great. I will readily admit that there is a lot of popular music that I do not like and I don't think it's good. And I don't need to list them off. I'm going to try and be positive here. But it's crazy to me how good this album is as like just a top-to-bottom pop, rap, R&B, hip-hop album. Like It is such a perfection of what pop music is and like yeah doja cat as a persona like has been troubling with some of the things that have happened but like has continued to own it like even today a rolling stone article came out that just like went through like you know her history and like what she's done in music and what she's doing now and what she has coming up. And I just, I do not see a world where she is not just like ruling shit for quite a while. And this album is like demonstrated of that. She can do it
0: for sure. Well said. Yeah. Well, we did it. We done did it. Those are the best albums. We done did it. Those are the best albums of 2021. Yeah. Cut, print, seal it up, ship it off. Luke, there it is. You know what I
1: want to do? I want to, let's print it. Let's print it up. Let's put it on the wall. And I want to talk in like July. And I want to do our top 10 of 2021. Oh, we'll definitely
0: do a revisit mini-so. That's a great idea. I feel
1: like I, like already, I'm like,
2: "Mm -hmm." yeah.
0: Like,
1: I, I know.
0: that's why i'm so indecisive with it i just eventually am like i like this i'm gonna keep it like this and that's what i stick with you know (laughs) otherwise i'm just gonna
1: overthink it but there's so much music out there that like uh, my favorite album of 2021 i might not have heard yet
0: it's true there's a lot can't get to all of it in a year no um I wanted to do one really quick tout uh, because there's not a lot of new releases coming out, but I've been listening to uh, Juice World a lot. And um, just really, I always like get obsessed with an artist right too late after they pass away. I did it with Prince. I did it with Richard Swift. Now with Juice World, I'm just like really discovering what a lot of people knew already before he passed away, which is that he's like an amazing talent, brought emo to hip hop in just the best way. Uh, and just a beautiful writer and it is hard to hear cuz he like i mean the warning signs were big red flashing signs that you know that he was very struggled with depression like uh but there's lyrics on this album Fighting Demons which is in conjunction with the the documentary coming out and there's like a track called Eminem Speaks which is like Eminem talking about his Uh, drug addiction, how he almost died. And then there's like juice world speaks one's kind of like a freestyle and one's him talking about how he wanted to share his like struggles with anxiety and depression because like in the African American community, sometimes people don't want to share that stuff. And so he just, what I talked about earlier, uh, just that, that great spirit of music in helping someone feel like they're not alone. And that's what he wanted to do. And I was reading the article with the people who put this album together who worked with him. And they were like, that's what he wanted to do is like he wanted to help people. And so even in his death, he's helping people see the same things that he was talking about in his music when he was alive. And so I'm uh, really excited about that documentary. And so that's my tout. Go listen to Fighting Demons, Juice World's posthumous album. I'm usually not a fan of posthumous albums, but this one's really beautiful and powerful.
1: Yeah, I'll check that out. I, I haven't heard it yet.
0: Without further ado, uh, that is our best of 2021 episode. Uh, it's been one hell of a year listening to music with y'all. So yeah, thank you. Thank you.
1: We uh, um, Luke and I would get in a room and talk about music we like, uh, regardless of uh, anyone listening. Yeah. But it is... We're very lucky that anyone would listen to uh to us talk about this and we really enjoy doing it. Yeah. And uh so I, I mean, I'm excited for 2022. We've already got some releases on the schedule right. Like I'm I'm ready for some yeah. new music. Oh, I'm I'm ready. Yeah. Um and so this is going to
0: be our last episode of the year. Uh but next week we are going to a, do a special feed drop. Why don't you tell us about it, Kev?
1: <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> this uh I went on to Big Dad Energy, and got in a screaming match with Jared about whether Die Hard is a Christmas (laughs) movie or not. It is. It it is. I think it is. Um, (laughs) And Joe had never seen it before this week. So we made him watch it. We made him listen to our arguments and uh, even played a little game. Um, Luke, you were a contributor of a fake Die Hard uh, plot line. (laughs) And I'll tell you what, you got one of them. Yes, so I'm so happy. um it was a really fun episode. I uh I'm so excited to hear it. Always love collaborating with people on the Planet Ant network because of course they are yes. one of our daddies.
0: They are one of our daddies and we're thanking everybody. We uh couldn't have made it through this year without our three daddies. We're a Planet Ant podcast powered by Pinecast. Head over to planetant.com. You can find some great other shows. They got 15 shows on the network, so lots to check out there um and go to planetant.com slash best song ever join our discord we share music there and go to offshelf.net our third daddy check it out it's on the internet we have our top 10 lists out over there so you can go read further uh of what we talked about here today Nick. and that's going to do it for us this year i'm luke leben saying check your perspective and a happy new year
1: And I'm Kevin Conner saying go ahead, chase with waterfalls, and merry holidays.
0: This is best song ever. (laughs) We done did
1: it again. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by
4: Pinecast.